people welcome to another edition of playing hurt podcast i am cj hurt kieran is waving at us wave everybody joined alongside as always by my man on my right drew barrett what's up drew not much man you know still on my grind you know, it's been a while since uh we've been at done a cerrito live um episode which we uh got to do today i i, I kind of lost it I, I didn't do a very good job today uh, it's been a, almost a month, you know, with spring break and everything. That was the longest spring break I think we've ever had as a show. It was, and my personal spring break only was probably one of the shortest because it just went by like a drunken blur. And I now have had to work seven. I've worked seventy hours from Sunday to today, so my finances can recover. Like I've, when I say I've been on my grind this week, I've been on my grind. Nice, somebody else who might be on his grind man who is now going to always be to my left unless they decide to flip it on me and mm-hmm. throw me off my guy usa today photographer justin Ford. what's up with you justin oh i'm all right by yourself we're good we're good been a while since i've seen you too yeah yeah it's been like what two three weeks two three weeks yeah. two three weeks in between seeing two of my favorite co-hosts definitely right. two of my top three favorite co-hosts top top three top three that means one of us is like number three Hey, I'm not out and here. And one of us is no one order. of us is either one or two, and, and I'm guessing I'm three. In no particular <laughs> order, Drew. I don't. I just have a top three. Yeah, it's, it's we cool. just it's, we just do it by the group like the committee does. Just uh-huh. tiers of teams, and you guys are in that top okay. tier mm-hmm. of my favorite co-hosts. It's like a parent, you know. You say which kid do you love the most? Love them all. You know which one, but you're just gonna say. Yeah, I, love I, them I all. mean, yeah. I feel like I'm the most loved. <laughs> We have a f- great show lined up for you guys. We're going to talk some Tiger football. Uh, spring practice began this week. Yeah. And news that a lot of people aren't talking about. So we'll talk about the culture of Tiger football, how to replace the quarterback, uh, tempo, what uh-huh. uh, Coach Norvell wants to do out there, and some of these past season successes, and if the Tiger football program can can continue on that note going in the right direction and maybe even – have a little conference realignment talk there thrown in there. Also, we will talk about uh, some some of our favorite sports stories from this week. Included okay. amongst them is Kanye and the Clippers, uh, women's wardrobe issues in sports, and Drew, what was yours? MMA becoming legal. Legal in MMA. In the state in New York. Yep. And so we'll talk about all of those things. But first, let's go ahead and get into this type of football conversation. Uh, Tigers have just finished their winningest two-year period in school history. They have one conference championship to show for it. They have a thrilling win in the Miami Beach Bowl brawl uh, two years ago. They were ranked, which was the highest ranking ever for Memphis football, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. this year. They knocked off Mississippi football, which was great in that yeah. game. And Coach Fuente is gone. It was some hurried people that game. Who? Uh, I'll tell you. You oh. want to tell you now? Or yeah, I'll... tell me now. All as right. long as it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so in the beginning of the game, you know, we had that they Mississippi had that quick score mm, uh, right on the, the second play. Yeah, and so one of the coaches on the sideline. Uh, was throwing up the the shark, mm-hmm. the the fish. Which I don't I don't get that. Why do they call themselves the land uh, shark? It was defense? it was it was a re- regarding a guy that used to play there. I think he was killed or or died or something like uh-huh. that. And they, his nickname was land shark. I I might be wrong, but it sounds good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just like the beer. Yeah, so uh, he kept doing the 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 fins and mm-hmm. going to the the crowd behind him, who was Memphis fans, like pu- uh, fluffing up his shirt. With the uh, with the team logo on it, and then it went to garbage after that. I mean, it it was he was hurt. He was hurt at the end of the game. He didn't want to look at nobody. Of course not. Of course not. So Nor- Fuente out. Norvell in. Fuente has. We talked about this off where off air. The the culture of Tiger football for mm-hmm. a long period of time was subpar to poor football. It was just bad football being played. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Fuente comes in, and I think he begins to change the culture of the football program. And Norvell is here now, and it seems like he's trying to take Tiger football to the next level. Drew, do you think he'll be successful doing that? I do, and I think Norvell has done a great job of getting the fans already fired up and so ready uh, just for spring practice to start. If I don't know. I know I've asked y'all off air if y'all had seen the pump up the videos that they've already made about spring practice where uh it's just got it just it's got Mike Norvell mic'd up you you're watching all them run all their drills like hype music and it just it's as a super fan like I am it just gets you so ready and so excited for September to finally be here right and I like what my Mike Norvell is doing he he's coming in here he's almost I I wouldn't say he's going to he's changing the culture that uh Jesse Fuente um, started here at Memphis. I think he's building on it, and he's kind of uh, bringing it more into the 21st century, bringing it out into the light. Fuente really was kind of a private guy. He did a lot of things privately. Oh, practices weren't always open. Norvell has opened up his spring practices. He's made these videos. He's huge on social media. Uh, you know, I love following him. It's like he just said some of the most inspirational things. And it just can boost your day with those hashtag Tiger Fam hashtag Next Steps. Right. So Norvell has done a phenomenal job right off the bat, but you don't want to give the guy too much credit because it's he yeah. hasn't. I mean, technically, he hasn't done anything yet. Right. Well, you know, my uh, grandmother used to say a good broom always sweeps well the first time. Mm. So it's like, yeah, this is great. He's got social media. He's got the players hyped up, but this is the first day as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. You're looking at it again. Tiger football has been bad for so long. Fuente came in. I think he's he created a culture of winning. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at it being the the winningest two year stretch in Tiger football history, and some of the things that he did. I don't know if Fuente. Excuse me. I don't know if Norvell is necessarily. He is trying to create a different culture, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be an extension of the work that Coach Fuente did while he was here. And some of the interesting things, the things I found real entertaining about this change in culture was uh, the fact that players can no longer wear earrings and hats mm-hmm. and uh, headphones in the building now. Wow. In the workout facility. Norvell says, listen, if you're walking around with your headphones on, that defeats everything I'm trying to build as a coach. 
I'm trying to build a team. I'm trying to build a family of young men who are going to go out there and compete on a day-to-day basis. So if you're walking around with headphones in, you're isolating yourself from the team and from the family. And in order for us to succeed, we can't have that. We're only as strong as our weakest link. We're only as strong as the young men are who come together as a team. And we need that. And if you want to be individual, you're going to have to go someplace else. What's Why does he have anything against hats and earrings? I mean, I can see earrings as being a little flashy, but what about a hat? Two gentlemen in here are wearing hats in the building. I wear a hat every day. I would just let you both know that where I come from, that would get you demerits. You can't, right. gentlemen. Uh-huh. Gentlemen yeah. can't wear yeah. hats inside, man. It, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think. But I'm gentleman. in the 21st. No, I I'm think. To I think it. when when um when people say, "Well, why can't you wear hats?" or, or "Why can't you wear this and the third? We're thinking of it in a sensible way. Mm-hmm. We're thinking of it as like, "Oh, it's just a baseball hat." But we all know there's that one person, there's that outlier who's going to wear a hat. That said something inappropriate on it, uh-huh. or maybe said something offensive on it. So it's just like instead of just policing one guy and saying, "Hey, don't wear a hat," and then you have to have a conversation about why everyone else gets to wear a hat, but except uh-huh. me, no hats. Okay, just no hats, no earrings, no jewelry, no hats. Yeah. No, it's 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 a team type mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight out of Compton, uh-huh. saw it um, a while ago. Everything and Easy you still and seen it. Easy, you got to watch it. Easy, there's a there's a clip in it where Easy E is sitting there talking to the members of NWA, mm-hmm. and they were complaining because they all had to wear black and white, and they were like, "Why are we wearing black and white?" And Easy E, for lack of a better phrase, said, "Look, we're a team, we're a unit, and we need to look like one when we go out right. on this on this stage." And that's the same thing Coach Norvell is saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody doesn't have earrings. Everybody's not wearing hats. Right. So. We got to look like a team on and off the field, and when we come in this building right here, this is our uniform as a team, as a unit. Mm-hmm. We're not going to wear hats, and earrings, look, and look, it's. I'm sorry, headphones. Go ahead. It's smart because you were handed this product that is a winning product, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially, he has to do something better than Fuente, something more over the top than what Fuente did. There's really, I mean, you only lost how many games last year? Two, three games? No. Four. Four total. Four, four games, but that's impressive being considering. Considering right. most years, if you, you see a number four, four yeah. in the record, it's normally <laughs> winning four. Exactly. So it's like you, you get handed this product, and now you have to go, what can I do that's better? I, I may only lose four games next year, but what can I do better? Mm-hmm. I might have the still, still the same record, but at least I had them dress nicer, or at least I had them not wear headphones or hats or something. Mm. You know, some some gimmicky thing like that. I'm something not saying to it's make a, you different from Fuente. Exactly. Okay. Right. 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 Well, Fuente's gone, and you know who else is gone? Paxton. Paxton, Paxton Lynch is gone. Uh, quarterbacks. It's been reported by Commercial Appeal, uh, Tom Shad, and others that you know everybody's getting the same amount of looks mm-hmm. at this starting quarterback spot. Um, we'll we'll take it from this angle. What has to be done, Drew, to replace somebody like Paxton Lynch? Well, I think Norvell and the Tiger program has two guys already set there that can be Paxton Lynch-style quarterbacks. Obviously, they don't have the height. They don't have the size that Paxton Lynch brings. But they are two phenomenal quarterbacks in, in, in um, redshirt freshman Brady Davis and junior uh, college transfer and Riley Ferguson, who played at the University of Tennessee for a year before uh, moving on to JUCO. So they both are phenomenal quarterbacks. They they can do true weight. They are. I mean, Brady Come Davis. I know phenomenal. They literally are. I mean, Brady Davis was the 
I think the second best uh, quarterback coming out of high school his graduating year. Okay. And Memphis was able to get him out of Mississippi, out of all the branch. So, and personally, between Riley Ferguson and Brady Davis, I want to kind of I want Brady Davis to start. I really do because I think that we can turn him almost into a new Paxton Lynch. You know, it, it might be a down year, right. like Paxton's first year, the three and eight season. I don't think we're going to be three and eight. I still think we make a bowl game. That would hurt. It would hurt, but I don't think it would hurt as bad because we'd just be like, okay, well, this is what we had to go through Paxton and see the end goal that we got. Right. So I think if you give Brady Davis almost the same type of pathway that, that Fuente gave Paxton, then you might be able to have the same results. I'm not saying you're going to because a quarterback like Paxton is one in a million. Per 247sports.com, Brady Davis was a three-star quarterback. 39th at his position and 26th in the state of Mississippi. No, he wasn't. That's, like that's, who, that's who you're calling phenomenal, by the yeah, way. The 26th best player. He was not 26th son, in my – no, I've seen reports okay. where he was like – You not, may he was have seen one. reports. So show me where Brady Davis was the He number, was number, number one two. in Mississippi. Okay, in, in he might have been the best quarterback in Mississippi, but that still puts him at 30th best right. at his position nationally. But that's that's what that's what it takes, ladies and gentlemen, to to be phenomenal on the Playing Hurt podcast. <laughs> you just have to be in the top fifty yes. in your position to Look, be phenomenal. I'm, it's it's a preseason thing, man. I'm hyping <laughs> this thing up. All right, you don't. Would you rather me come in here and say this guy's average? He's gonna be, but he's gonna but, be okay. I mean, I'm trying to hype that this the up. Truth? Isn't that the truth? Yes, it is the truth. But as a Memphis fan, I've just been hardcore just trying to build this up, and you got to call me out like that. Well, the, I, the, I'm sorry. I, man. I, 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 know, it's I just, I'm not the Memphis I, I, fan. I understand, but it's, I'm just trying to build re- this up. I'm realistically, though, this realistically though. Realistically, he's a very good quarterback. He is. Uh, now, there we see, go. Here we he's go. He's a very good quarterback. There we go. And he is. And it's going to be a lot. Nobody, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if any of these quarterbacks saw significant or meaningful game time experience. The only part, only other quarterback that saw any game time last year was Clay Holgelson. And Clay Holgelson is not reported uh, on the roster right now. We he's looking for a transfer. He's looking to transfer because he knows Brady Davis and Riley Ferguson are obviously better than him. Right. And Riley Ferguson, you said Ferguson, right? Mm-hmm. He's the Juco guy, right? Yeah, the guy who originally signed with Tennessee out, out of high school. That That is that is the thing that always scares me the most because you have this Juco kid who's got two years left in him who's trying to prove something just like Chad Kelly, right? He, Swag. He was, Swag. He was Juco. Yes. Yeah, so, That's a transfer from Clemson. Right. So you have these Juco kids that are coming in who had potential mm-hmm. of being on the big stage, the SEC, mm-hmm. right, uh, who may have done something, maybe um, – schoolwork or out of schoolwork um, and so they come into this system and they see this registered freshman who is the backup to Patch Lynch and goes I can take you and and that's what I think is going to be I, mm. I think it's going to be the Juco kid who gets the nod I think it is too but I would still like to see Brady Davis I've been wanting to see what he can do because I have heard all these great right. reports out of uh, coming from him from high school so and plus, after what we saw with Paxton and that process, I think that you know it, it could work, but then it could also backfire in your face. Right. I mean, they asked him, you know, what was the most important thing you learned from Paxton Lynch, and he answered, "Well, I just learned how to be um, level-headed in all situations." And I'm thinking, you know, this is an NFL-caliber quarterback that you had the privilege of watching mm-hmm. play for all these. And in in, in the and for one, thing. Paxton is probably one of the most cocky people you'll ever see. 
Yes, especially can, around campus. Like he walked around when he walked around campus, he knew he was Paxton Lynch, yeah. and he. Here, here's it. a question. Here's a question. There's that quote unquote big man on campus thing, and uh-huh. you know it. It happens to certain people at certain points in time. Yeah. But wasn't Paxton literally and figuratively speaking the big man on campus? <laughs> yeah, he's he like six seven. Yeah, maybe yeah. six eight with shoes on. Yeah, like he's huge. He is a big man. Yeah, yeah. he can walk around like that. Yeah. I'm not calling him out for it. I mean, I'm not calling him out. <laughs> I'm just saying he he was a deal, and he knew he was. Yes, he was. In lighter terms of not saying what I wanted is the phrase of saying that. Draft is coming up real mm-hmm. quick. Paxton Lynch, first round. Is he going to go in the first round? First round. First round. First, yeah. First round. Okay. To, I believe, either St. Louis or after what I've heard today, uh, Paxton apparently impressed everybody at the Cowboys. At the Cowboys. For, during his private uh, workout yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, so you think the Cowboys will take him in the first? I think they might. Okay. I think I think they do. I haven't checked uh, the Cowboys draft picks. Maybe if the they have, picks. if they if they have um, like a early second round and he falls, then they'll probably take him yeah. there. Yeah. But I've also seen his draft boards like on CBS Sports. I saw yesterday. I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it, but they, he had a. Uh, Paxton all the way up at the number 12 spot to the Rams. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of fluctuation right now with Paxton Lynch. Uh, Kuyper and McShay have him late second round. Not late second round, late mm. first, early second. Um, and that's just because he for them, he's the third and possibly fourth best quarterback mm. in the in the draft right now. Um, but yeah, it, all the way it goes. He'll be a starting NFL quarterback somewhere, and he's leaving a huge hole you know, he, he threw for 3,778 yards last year, 28 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Whoever comes in mm-hmm. is going to have to take care of the football. That is that is certainly going to be something that Norville has to hammer home because, you know, under Paxton Lynch, he hadn't thrown a whole lot of mm-hmm. interceptions. He hadn't put his defense no. in terrible spots. Right. Speaking, you know, Overall, mm-hmm. he might have done it once or twice in his career, but overall, that sophomore junior season, he really didn't do it. So that quarterback's got to take care I mean, of the ball. Freshman year, freshman year a lot of growing well, pains. Well, especially with this last year, and I know if you throw the ball and it gets into the other team's hand, it is considered an interception. But majority of those interceptions were passion lens through were that it was tipped off the the receiver couldn't mm-hmm. catch the ball. Or, or just, wouldn't or catch just the ball. too hard. To yeah, play. and it just like the interception off. against Ole Miss. Exactly. Uh, you know, so I really only count like one, maybe two mm. legit interceptions. All right, so Novell has come in. No Lynch. No Allen Cross. No. But it looks friend like of the show, Allen Cross. Friend of the show. Friend of the podcast, Allen Cross. All right. Uh, but it looks like he is going to continue this up-tempo style of play mm-hmm. that Fuente kind of left behind, and that everybody's going to nowadays. Yeah. And there, there are some some reports coming out there about uh, he needs players to be versatile. He loves, well, like Sam Craft mm-hmm. because of his versatility, the ability that Craft has to play receiver and running back, so that when time mm-hmm. comes to call plays, he already has the personnel in there, so he doesn't have to do a whole lot of subbing. There are also two new positions being created a linebacker safety hybrid and a linebacker defensive end hybrid to help with the substitution during the flow of the game when other teams go no huddle i'll ask you justin first how much is that going to help uh it's going to help tremendously uh if they know how to handle this up tempo that they're trying to do uh especially when you look at who they lost to 
uh, last season. It was Navy, and they just got they pretty much got showed up. Well, Navy, Navy was a is a different type of up tempo. Yeah. Navy is that is that triple option attack. Should they be working on the triple option right now? If, if you're thinking you're going to stay in the American for one more year, and the Big Twelve isn't going to come calling for any type of reason, well, they're going to be because of Pastor yeah. stuff because we're not talking about that right now, but. <laughs> You know, Big 12 doesn't come a call, and you've got to play Navy next year. You better yeah. be working on it. Because right. after the spanking you took. Navy yeah. is a Saturday game October 22nd next Ooh. year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. At a, Navy. At Navy. Oh, mm-hmm. my. That's going to be a pretty loss. <laughs> oh, that's Justin's already making predictions, and we're just one week into spring practice. <laughs> spring practice. We're not even one week. We're three Good days. Good right. We're three Four? days into sorry. spring Show practice. some restraint. We are restrained I'm, on I, this I, show, sir. I was sir. on the sideline of that game, and I just, I was like. I was I was color commentary for WMR that game. <laughs> well, you know how hard it is to try to be the positive color commentator right. in the f- at fourth quarter? Since we're all talking about where we were during that game, right. I was in the stands watching. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, wow, like, all three of us. Uh, everybody the was there. Yeah, the trifecta. We can't do that anymore. Don't. All three of us can't show up anymore. Because we lose badly. I'll tell you this, and I, I don't want to harp on that Navy game, but I remember I've I've been taking photos for a while now, and I lost the ball. That's how good they are at that triple option. Yeah, that's a that's their thing. Couldn't tell. That that is definitely so. We do need to practice (laughs) now, Uh, Drew. We need to put you in the film room so you can watch film. So you yes, so I know, so I know. Yes, I'll 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 be your John Gruden. I'll show you some. Well, luckily I don't have to see them next year, so (laughs) we're all good this year. Uh, Drew, back on this up tempo style. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, and you look at you know the teams that they play on the schedule, all of them save maybe tempo plays that that type of football where they they sprint to the line mm-hmm. and they they run their plays real quick real fast um is it good that they're practicing like this is it Norvell is clearly it's good Norvell has his eyes on the prize man but I guess how much is this going to help them coming in going into next season it's it's gonna help them against almost every team except for a team like Temple who does uh isn't up tempo whatsoever. They huddle up. They're very methodical. Uh, they're kind of like the to compare them to another sport. They're kind of like the University of Virginia in college basketball. They're very slow, methodical um, type of a team. So it's going to help you. But the rest of the NCAA, it's going to help you against tremendously. And I like the two hybrids. Um, one because you know we did see the defense kind of fall down last year from. Uh, what we saw in 2014, but I don't. I think the defense is going to be a lot better because they're going to be a little older. It's going to be a little bit more experience this year than what we saw last year, and I think these two hybrid positions uh, is only going to help. And, yeah. and going back to to Sam Craft, ever for the last two years, we've seen Sam here at Memphis, and his productivity has gone down, mm. um, and. It seemed like Fuente, during Sam Craft's freshman year, uh, he was really high on Sam Craft with all the things for all the things he could do: running back, um, return re- specialist, return receiver. specialist right. receiver. But if you remember, there, I mean, it seemed like there was a couple games last year where you may have saw Sam Craft on three plays. Right. Yeah. So yeah. is is Nor- is Norvell going to give Sam Craft more opportunity than Fuente did last year? Only time. Do you will need tell. Sam Craft right. to give you more? If, if well, you if you plan that style of football, it, right. it can't hurt to have a player mm-hmm. with that player 
player with that type of versatility. Well, I'll so, say this: um, even like covering the games last year, I would look at the depth chart and go, "Okay, who's the primary running back?" Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the game, it would be like a guy I never heard of. Or yeah. never even looked at who has the most yards. Yeah, like Sam Kraft apparently started every game. <laughs> right. But you look at the stat sheet and it's like leading rusher Dorland Dorsey. Exactly. Exactly. So Yeah. I yeah. All right, so we have got to take a quick break before we do game on the schedule, home game on the schedule. You guys are most excited to see. Uh home South, schedule. Home schedule. Southeast Missouri State. Kansas, Bowling Green, uh, Temple, uh, Tulsa, South Florida, or Houston? You can go. I like Houston. Justin, what about you? I, I just want to see Chris Ward Jr. Yeah. I think he is going I, to be I, a I, hoss. Yes. Uh, that, and just because I like a little bit of excitement non-conference, uh, Kansas. Is that really going to be excitement, though? I just like different things. Okay. You know? Actually, if Bowling Green still had uh, their quarterback Johnson, and he if he was still there, that mm-hmm. would be the one I'd most excited to see to see that big arm that we saw at Bowling Green Greg last Ward year. Greg Ward Jr. But go ahead. Bowling Green? No, I, I said Chris Ward Jr. It was it's Greg Ward Jr. Yeah, was, go ahead. You'll know his name pretty soon. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go with CJ. You know, Houston, terrible, heartbreaking loss. Jake the Elliott, backup. <sighs> Jake Elliott missing that field goal when. I literally, when he kicked it, I jumped up and cheered because I thought it was already in. Right. Because he doesn't miss. And and plus, I'm not saying, like, I want to rub some pain into Houston fans' faces, but I want to rub some pain into Houston yeah. fans' faces. Because, for one, they're just – for one, they're not really that nice of people. And, okay. two, they, they're not that great of fans. Like, you, Houston hosted um, the first American Athletic Conference – um, championship. championship, and they couldn't sell it out. Wow, they couldn't not sell out of. I think it's not even that big. I think it's like maybe twenty eight thousand. Really, it's not that big of a stadium. It's a very nice new stadium, but it's not that big. Don't take my word on the number, but I know it's nowhere near the capacity of the Liberty Bowl, and right. they couldn't sell it out. Yeah, well, how? Well, that thing would have. If Memphis had actually beat Navy and was able to get into right. that game, I guarantee you it would have been sold out here. We probably would have sold it out. Well, I, I reserve judgment on that. I I'm think not, we I'm would. not in the what-if business. Uh, probably. I'm not in the probably business oh, okay. either. Yeah, we, but we still would have had a higher total attendance because our stadium is bigger. Yeah. Well, well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll see, talk about we'll see if that happens when we take that tarp off. We uh, averaged over we averaged we'll over forty thousand fans last year. We'll see what happens when that time comes 40, around. We, we've got to take a break. We've got to take a break. We're taking a break. <laughs> when we get back, we'll talk about some of our wacky sports stories from this week. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls 
calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include weight prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Swine House every Monday night from 8 to 10. On Broad Avenue at the Rec Room every Tuesday night from 8 to 10. Downtown at Tampa Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9. And on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10. Thank you guys so much for coming back and kicking it with us. Um, Now it's time for some of our favorite stories from the week in sports. Who wants to go first? Any mini money mode? Do I go? I'll, I'll start. I'll go start. ahead, Drew. Man, Knock it off, man. This it's not. I wouldn't say it's my favorite story in sports. I think it's one of the weirdest stories in sports, and not because of uh, the result, but because of what it was said. Um, this is these are actual quotes from uh, elected officials in New York. Uh, they passed a bill to legal to make uh, MMA legal now in New York, so they can start UFC. Uh, can start, you know, hosting pay-per-view events at Madison Square Garden, uh, or I've seen, uh, I've seen they're thinking about doing something in Buffalo or Syracuse, uh, mm-hmm. places like that. And that's not, I think that's great. I, I personally do like to watch MMA. I'm not a huge fan, but right. I do. I'm not gonna pay for it, but I'm gonna go over to somebody's house and watch like Conor McGregor try to Buffalo Wild Wings. Or yeah, something. oh yeah. 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 I'll, I mean, I'll pay the five dollar cover to right. watch a Buffalo Wild Wings. But here, here's the weird things that was said um, about the the people who were against passing this. Uh, one woman, Ellen Joffrey, uh, said, "Cage fighting or mixed martial arts, as it is called, has no place in a civilized society." New York should be should continue to ban mixed martial arts. All right, valid right. point. Valid point. Right. Right. Elected official for the District of Brooklyn, Daniel O'Donnell, who is the older brother of Rosie O'Donnell. All right. And he uh, is a gay man. Okay. And this is what he had to say on why MMA should be illegal. He said, "You have two nearly naked hot men rolling around on top of each other." That's gay porn with a different ending. This is an elected official at a televised meeting. Whoa! Is what? What was it? Yeah. Gay porn with a with a different. Right, I'll read the quote again. You have two nearly naked hot men rolling around hot on top men. of each hot other. Hot men. Okay. <laughs> That's gay porn with a different ending. Wow! This is an elected official on a televised vote in the state of New York. How long before MMA gets in Madison Square Garden? That's where everybody Next wants week. to get to. <laughs> Two months. Dana White is going to run and try to get it in there. They've been fighting for this forever. I mean, the only thing that was stopping them uh, was pretty much the Culinary Union uh, stating that um, they wanted to get the contract to do MMA, and, the, and uh, Dana White said no. And so it's 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 actually pretty amazing that they, they passed it over that. Mm-hmm. And that took that comment, I guess, for them to see the light. Good grief. Never would have thunk it. Well, I've watched MMA, I've watched MMA great. multiple times. I've never I've never once gone, It changes the way you look at it. Yeah, a little bit. Check I've never out. once gone, wow, this is like gay porn. I I did I've done mixed martial arts training, I've done the whole jujitsu thing. Mm-hmm. Some of the positions they pitch you in yeah. 
it's like, yo, well, body, yeah, part, I mean, body well, parts are, are rubbing up against you, and it's a little too that. close. They do to that in, in wrestling too. I yeah. forgot. Uh, it's called it's called hooking. That's what it's called. Uh, it's it's where you get your thumb. Um, and you're on, you're, you're like on the bottom. You're you're mounted basically, <laughs> right? And uh, a man has mounted you. Yeah, and and to gain leverage, you put your finger in like it's crack. Is his butthole? It, it, like your thumb <laughs> pretty much goes there to try to get Up him to get him to move off you. I've never done that move. Uh, honestly, <laughs> okay. If a man puts his thumb up, you're my gonna butt, move. I am moving. You're gonna move. I yeah. am moving a far distance. It's all right. You will lose then. That's <laughs> fine. I will jump out of the gate. You are not welcome in my dojo, Justin. <laughs> you got a story for us, man? Yeah, uh, your boy Jesus, Kanye. Jesus, uh, Jesus. Is he uh, still broke? Uh, he was never broke. Really? <laughs> he was never broke. Um, yeah, so he sent out a tweet to uh, Clippers owner Steve Ballmer um, trying to discuss the mascot situation that they have, saying that he could make the mascot better if he let him design it. Uh, Steve Ballmer uh, tweeted back, uh, yeah, we should totally meet over lunch. And then Kanye tweeted back and said, one thousand percent, Steve Ballmer. That's what we'll do. I just got out of a meeting with uh, Chris Paul, and I'll let you know. Steve Ballmer retweeted Kanye and said, "Better yet, how about we catch a game and have dinner and discuss it later?" Kanye designing yes. logos for teams yes. now. Yeah, I've seen it, Kanye's it, it, clothing line. Is he gonna make the? Oh, it looks I mean, so daggum look, depressing. You look like you're, like, yeah. you're homeless. <laughs> yeah, and well, those things cost a fortune. Why would I pay you thousands of dollars? Con, to make I me look knew homeless? something was wrong with Kanye when he had just that plain black T-shirt up there for like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, like wait, Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezy. Come on, man. No, sir. I'll be honest with you. I'm, Your name ain't worth that much. I'll be honest with you. I'm probably the one of the only Kanye fans that I know that I hang out with. I love me some Kanye West. Anything he does, I like it because I understand. He's it. a talented artist. He's yeah. a talented musician. Good he promoter. Really you, I mean, huge promoter. He's great at all of that, man. I like him too. College, yeah. High school dropout, college yeah. dropout. Ooh, boy, that's my jam. And when it all it all falls down, it <laughs> <laughs> just moved into song. <laughs> um, what do you think? He is also kind of narcissistic. Kinda. I I wouldn't be surprised if it looked like him. Yeah, it was just, it, or if it was him, it's it, the it LA was Kanye. Like I am the mascot. To just show up, yeah. Just, just yeah. okay. Now is he gonna jump on trampolines? And like that's jumps? what I was saying. Like make no, no, some no. noise for he, your new mascot, and he just runs out, jumps on the trampoline, and dunks. Like, first well, of all, Kanye. Kanye's not gonna do that. What Kanye is gonna do is just sit there and go cheer. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> if they miss a shot, Kanye is just gonna do this. Nothing. He's just gonna sit there and be quiet. But they make a shot. What is he gonna do? Nothing. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Kanye don't have no emotions. He, <laughs> have you seen Kanye smile? You have it. Okay. Kanye's real good about fixing that before the paparazzi right? gets there. Right. Like, he always looks like he always yeah. looks like he's the most pissed off person. Yeah. Like, well, we like, saw. I saw him, and it, there have been several pictures taken. Several where, sightings. Several sightings, and this this one time comes to mind. Where he was at a game, mm-hmm. I forget which game it was, which NBA game it was, but he was smiling, he was cracking jokes right. with somebody, and realized the camera was on him, and, and went from ha <laughs> to <laughs> boom, and exactly. just stopped instantly. Yeah, Kim, it's funny. Kim posted up a uh, Instagram video of Kanye dancing and uh, smiling, and it was like rare sighting, like a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. So, so would L the Clippers would they change their name to the L.A. Kanye's? Or? They should if they were blessed enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Yeezys. Yeah, the Yeezys. Season, season, uh, 2016 Yeezys. Got to be our team. Got to do it. Got to do it. Okay, my story before we get out of here. A couple of wardrobe issues for women in sports this week. Uh, we'll start with Minnesota. Their women's hockey team went out there and won the women's Frozen Four in Durham, New Hampshire. Congratulations to the Golden Gophers. Great Yay. job, ladies. You uh, go, girls. The issue is that their championship hats uh-huh. had the men's Frozen Four logo on there. Ooh. And there's been an, an uproar you from A.J. Griswold and other notable uh, women hockey uh, analysts right. and former players about this, you know, saying that is disrespectful. You don't, you're not showing us the respect that we deserve. That you right. couldn't make new hats with different logos. Oh, you couldn't catch that? Like you're not paying well, attention. Just don't give them hats. Dude, like we don't have hats. We'll, we'll get you your hats in a right. little bit, which will still be was, disrespectful. Yeah, but it would be better the, than giving them right. just the wrong what about logo. The t-shirts. Did the t-shirts have the right logo on them? I don't know if they got t-shirts to be honest. Everyone with. gets t-shirts. Well, so then I guess it, I guess a t-shirt had the right logo. And then, oh, like, so get... women only get hats. And then, and then <laughs> that like, is the sexist. Fake, the fake newspaper mm-hmm. with with like so and so wins yeah. printed on it. Karen by Diet actually wrote an interesting article for ESPNW about just the the fact that this that her sport women women's hockey doesn't get as much respect. As it should, right? I mean, and I don't think men's hockey really gets that much. Respect. Well, that's the thing. If you're the, if you're playing the maybe fourth or fifth most popular sport in the nation, I, I like, give it four. I think it's so. Over soccer. over soccer, yeah. I'm not for certain about that, but we'll 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 give it four. Um, over soccer, if you're playing it there, and you know they get overlooked, and then this is college and college sports in general yeah. don't get as much attention as uh-huh. professional sports. It, it it happens, but again, you've got to show respect for everybody, mm. and you've got to get them the right hats. Yeah, you at do. least, and it's, and it's so, and it's something that's so trivial and so easy and so simple to do. Right? Why are you not giving? How could you not give me the right hat? Somebody had to be there. And like, oh, that says Tampa. Yeah, we probably should change that. Nah, just, they won't notice. Yeah, that's literally. Nah, like, they're they just like, notice. go to the supervisor I mean, right before they're about to win. Like, hey, we got a problem. All these hats are on. Like, right. They're women. They I mean, they won't know. could they you imagine know. like winning, beating all the teams in in the bracket, celebrating, and of course everybody takes out that hat and it's like, yeah, I won. It points to it, and they look at it, and they then they got a fake smile the rest and of the way. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. No. Like all the pictures are just Kanye smiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got to got to do a better job than that and show them the respect that they deserve. They worked hard just like everybody else works hard, and they deserve correct right. hat. At That's least. crazy. Mm-hmm. And plus, you're also telling these young women, hey, don't get paid for this. Don't take any endorsements. We're going to make all this money off of you. But the very least we can't do for you, which is give you the correct gear. And we're not even going to do that. No. Because that would be too, that would take too much But time. I guarantee you, if they took some sort of sponsorship deal to get the right hats, the team, mm-hmm. they'd be in trouble. Yeah. But the whole organization can't do it. And other news for women's wardrobes. Have you guys seen Nike's uh women's soccer jerseys yes, for fans? Nike. This is this is crazy. Uh Nike has decided to make the women's jerseys fit differently than the men's jerseys, which is understandable. Because our right. bodies are different. But they cut this neckline all the way down to the chest area deep almost. That deep V neck. That cleavage gonna <laughs> right. show V neck. 
and it's just mm. it is one of the more sexist designs for sports yeah. apparel there is and it's, it's crazy to think that nobody at Nike was like, yo, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. There's got to be women in Nike. Just like, why don't come we, on. Why don't we raise this V up some? Right. Just a smidge. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't think, uh, and, and I don't want to get too much off on a tangent on this, but I don't think execs at Nike or even sponsor, or people who do sponsorship stuff at Nike really care too much because there was a story out about Steph Curry, why he signed with Under Armour over Nike. I meant to read that. I haven't yeah, read basically they disrespected Steph Curry the whole way. They mispronounced his name. They had Kevin Durant on, on the slide instead of Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> and, and essentially they didn't treat him out oh, and they didn't even offer him a summer camp as well but they offered it to every other star they had on Nike contract so so basically they don't they don't give to they, you know what it, it, it's just like they just go whatever we're Nike yeah. screw you yeah what, where are you gonna go Under Armour go ahead Reebok knock yourself out <laughs> Adidas sure right cool right. Puma you wanna rock Puma yeah. Feel free. Uh, another wardrobe news. This is my last one. There still are no men's jerseys, men men fan jerseys for the women's national soccer team. Huh? Would you buy a jersey for the women's national soccer team? I'm not that big of a soccer fan, but... Could you, you know, see yourself ever wearing a women's sports jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I could if I ever became like a... if. Say like if Memphis ever got a WNBA team, yeah, I'd I'd rock one. Here's the thing: I don't. I, I would wear a team jersey, like just support the team. Like I wear a Grizzlies hat, uh-huh. um, but it takes a lot for me to actually wear a player's number or a player's name. Like the only player I would get is Steph Curry. That that'd be the only player that I would get name on my back. <laughs> to be honest with you, if you just want to. I mean, because it's weird to have somebody's name on your back. It is, if you, and be, if you and really be grown. Don't respect them. Be right. a grown man with somebody. You know what? Right. Grown man. You know what's even weirder? Back. What? To have your own name on the back as a fan. I feel like that's weird. Putting your own name on the back of jerseys. Right. Well, I, like you don't play for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> but I paid all this money. I did I pay care. all this money for the custom jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are done here. Drew, shout out your Twitter, man. You can follow me on Twitter at dbarrett36. Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett1236. Also, don't forget to listen to me every Wednesday and Friday morning from 835 to 9 o'clock on WMRU92 with Jacob with JT Mullen and Kimaya Malone for the greatest college perspective in sports. Justin, where can they find you? Earth. Where can they find your pictures? Oh. A little bit more specific. <laughs> Where can they find your pictures, kids? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at jbz underscore ent. You can just Google my name and put it in USA Today, and you'll see some shots that I've taken. Um, and just, you know, follow me. Gotta get person. you a gallery on the Cerrito Live feed. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Con Radicalness on all of those. And you guys can listen to me every Saturday, 11 to 1 on Cerrito Live. Uh, that does it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today and with us today. And thank yeah. you guys for listening. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Have, a, have a wonderful and blessed day.